Hello and welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan, and in this program, we all discover jazz, old and new, together by listening to a wide array of selections, exploring different jazz styles and topics related to jazz, we'll learn more about what it is, what it isn't, how it's developed, and what we can listen for to enhance our experience. For the next 60 minutes, discovering jazz. Well, since the August Downbeat magazine is now out, that's one where they have the critics poll of their favorite jazz artists and jazz albums, uh, this week, I'm going to play a track from some of what the critics say are the best jazz albums from from last year, 2018 and early 2019. But before I get to the downbeat poll, I want to start with the top album by a Canadian jazz artist, according to the Junos. Each year, the Junos first select 10 judges for each category. These are people who are active in the music industry related to that category, and then they make their assessments. Last year, the winner for jazz solo artist was Robbie Botos. The album is called Old Soul. And here's one of the funkier tracks, tuned by Prince, featuring Botos on keyboards, Seamus Blake, saxophones, Mike Downs, electric bass, Larnell Lewis on drums, and special guests for this track, Corey Henry on Hammond B3 organ, Ingrid Jensen trumpet, and Lionel Luecki guitar. Here is Rabbi Botas with Calhoun Square.
Robbie Botas from Toronto, plus the amazing guitar of Lionel Luecki and Corey Henry on Hammond B3. Today, exploring what the critics say are the best jazz albums of 2018 and early 2019. And in order to do that, I go to the Downbeat Magazine critics poll, where 150 critics are asked to distribute 10 points among three artists in each category. Interestingly, for the top six albums, you could get a few arguments as to whether this truly fits the musical category of jazz. What are the criteria for that category? Well, saxophonist Eric Alexander at a workshop I attended gave a very simple one using two words, swing and improvisation. Now, the number one choice has very little of that, but it has some. And during the track I'm going to play, you'll hear it during the short moments when the quartet comes in to take over from the chamber orchestra. The album is the three-disc set by Wayne Shorter called Eminon on Blue Note Records. Is this classical? That is, art music or serious music? Or is it jazz? I'll play a 15-minute track from disc one, and you be the judge. Saxophonist Wayne Shorter with pianist Danilo Perez, John Patitucci on bass, drummer Brian Blade, and the Orpheus Chamber Orchestra. Lotus.
shorter from what was voted by jazz critics as the best jazz album of the past year. Is it jazz? Well, it is Wayne Shorter, and is that enough for it to fit the category? I don't know, but I like it. And I look forward to hearing more of the three-disc set. It's called Eminon, no name spelled backwards. This next one, ranked as number two, is by the woman who was voted as Jazz Artist of the Year on this week's Critics Poll. And by the way, the number one and number two artists are both women, the other being guitarist Mary Halverson. But the number one choice was singer Cecile McLaurin-Salvant, definitely a jazz singer. In this award-winning album entitled The Window, Salvant claims that her music is not about jazz. She says, It begins and ends with life and people and what it means to be alive. Unquote. The record recorded mostly with uh, only one other musician, pianist Sullivan Fortner, strips these songs from Hollywood musicals down to their bare essentials, almost the opposite of what jazz normally does, which is to add a lot of flourishes to standard tunes. 
on this particular tune, a Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim classic from the film West Side Story called Somewhere, she talks about the face of impending doom that is so much a part of this song, a beautiful idea of the perfect plan sung by people who are going to die shortly thereafter. Cecile McLaurin-Salvant and Sullivan Fortner with Somewhere. and quiet and open air wait for us Oh. 
Cecile McClure and Sal Vaughn with Sullivan Fortner. Fortner, by the way, was voted number one in the rising star category in this year's Downbeat magazine. That's number one jazz artist. And here he is duetting with the number one already risen to the top jazz artist. Next, I'll play something about which there's no controversy as to whether it fits the category of jazz. It was chosen as the number seven jazz album of the year. It's saxophonist Bren Ford Marcellus, and the album's called The Secret Between the Shadow and the Soul. Here's a pretty standard-sounding jazz waltz. It's called Snake Hip Waltz.
Branford Marcellus Quartet with Snake Hip Waltz, written by the late avant-garde pianist Andrew Hill, with longtime members Joey Calderazzo on piano, Eric Revis on bass, and Justin Faulkner drums. That album is one of the later releases from the downbeat list of top albums, mostly from 2018, but this one was released March of 2019. I didn't have time to listen to every album on the downbeat list, or even most of them, and only a track or two from the ones I was able to, but one album from the four tracks that I heard that has so far impressed me as being my favorite of the 150 Jazz Critics Top 40 album selections is by pianist Fred Hirsch and his trio, Live in Europe. The album includes a few great jazz standards, uh, plus some very interesting Hirsch originals. Reading a downbeat article about Hirsch and his trio, a few things fascinated me, but one in particular was his statement that his ideal scope of an acoustic piano trio is somewhere between mezzo piano and mezzo forte, or moderately soft and moderately loud. He says that there are no extremes, which creates a kind of internal tension that can be mesmerizing. Let's see if that works in this tune, an often played Wayne Shorter composition called Black Nile. Fred Hirsch Trio starts with a drum solo by Eric McPherson, then Fred Hirsch and his piano and bassist John Hebert comes in. Let's give a listen.
The Fred Hirsch Trio, Black Nile from the Live in Europe album, ranked as number 10 on the Downbeat Magazine Critics Poll of the Top Albums of the Year. One album that was ranked number 6 is by someone I had the pleasure of hearing live at uh, a club called Herman's Upstairs here in Victoria, where I'm now living as part of this year's Victoria International Jazz Festival. His name is Micaiah McRaven, and the album is called Universal Beings. McRaven calls himself a beat scientist rather than a jazz musician, and he cuts up recordings and repurposes them, so to speak. This one features harpist Brandy Younger. The tune is called Mantra. Thank you. 
Micaiah McRaven. You're listening to Discovering Jazz, brought to you through the courtesy of Peterborough Independent Podcasters and Apple Podcasts. My name is Larry Sademan. I'll end off with an album rated number five in the Downbeat Critics Poll for the year's best jazz album by somebody I must, with some embarrassment, confess that I've never heard of. And he's apparently a veteran free jazz drummer, first heard in 1969, who, according to Downbeat, has always been wide open to the melodic possibilities of his instrument. Melodic drums. Sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? His name is Andrew Cereal, spelled C-Y-R-I-L-L-E, and he's 79 years old, and critics are raving about his latest album, La Broba. The description they give is that he underscores Labroba with a combination of grace, zen-like restraint, and authority. Here he is with guitarist Bill Frizzell and trumpeter Wadada Leo Smith, who are featured throughout the album. And this is the title tune, Labroba. Bye for now. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. 